Hey, it's Joe. I wanted to intro a little bit to this episode. This episode is going to be with a guy named Aaron Kirkpatrick. We met at an artist show a little bit, uh, maybe like a couple weeks ago. Um, my friend Kimberly Grau, who I actually just finished up an interview with, uh, met me at that show. I was actually going to see her. Nearby, there's this guy with some amazing work, and I mean amazing. A lot of wood stuff burns, and I mean he had some really great stuff. Um, some 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 popular culture stuff, Batman, the Joker, some Marvel stuff as well. There's also some intro uh, introduction of his own creative things. So. A lot of stuff about Austin, Texas, about his own passions, and I'm actually making him a leather journal. He wants to work with leather, and so I'm like, hey, I'm happy to help you out and uh, give you something to work with. We might be doing a collaboration if it sells well. We'll see what happens going forward. So that will be more in the coming weeks as I complete that book for him and send it off and see what he comes up with. In the meantime, go ahead and listen to him. He's going to tell you a lot about living passionately, living uh, completely, going deep into a passion, and creating a creative business, which is something I know a lot of you are interested in. Uh, So go ahead, listen to his tips on creating a fulfilling and passionate life. I know you're going to enjoy it. And without further ado, here is the four-minute intro, after which is going to be the meat of the episode. How's it going, everybody? This is Joe, the founder of the Renaissance Man Network and the Renaissance Man Podcast. I'm the host of that. I wanted to share with you the intentions for this podcast and lead you into the content so that you know exactly what to expect and what to focus on. I want to help people live like a Renaissance man. Now, and nowadays, people either tend to be uh, a little bit okay at everything. without direction, or they tend to be super focused on one particular career. But the art of being a renaissance man, free to do whatever he likes, but dedicating his life to the mastery of several things, and understanding that self-development has an infinite ceiling. That art has been lost, and so I want to help get that back into the world where people can become great mathematicians, become great uh, athletes, become great um, um, craftsmen, become great travelers, become great writers, become great at many things that inspire and make you feel uh, uh, like a capable and well-rounded man. Um, self-actualize. There are values that I hold dear to my heart and that I hold dear to being the the ideal of being a renaissance man, which is living with a sense of passion and curiosity and a hunger for growth, experiences, and knowledge. So I interview people that do these things. I interview people that that are good at something where I can share the things they're good at. I also talk about these values on discussion episodes. So please go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already, or if you would like to hear the content to see if you want to subscribe, I totally understand, and you can listen to it and then decide afterwards. It's your choice, Um, and that is one of the easiest ways to support the podcast. Without further ado, here is today's episode.
Hey, how's it going, Aaron? Good to see you on. Hey, Joe, it's going. Hey, hey. So, I just want to welcome listeners to the Renaissance Men podcast, a place for people who are free spirited and creative uh, to congregate and listen to other people and interviews and thoughts and all that jazz about free spirited, passionate, creative lifestyles. Um, so, Aaron. Uh, we met at a place called Raw Artists, and I want you to share uh, what you do and what kind of circumstance we met at, etc. Uh, so basically, I am uh, what old people call a pyrographer. Uh, it's not really known by that name. It's kind of known more as just wood burning. Um, and we kind of we met at Raw Austin uh, for beginning artists uh, that basically starts out uh, as a first show and turns into more shows. And um, that was actually my second Raw show that I've done. Uh, my first one was in Houston. My second one in Austin. Solid. How was the one in Houston compared to Austin? No, you're from Houston. That's why this is an over-the-phone interview and not an in-person interview. And I'm curious about that. Yeah, um, well, the Houston is a very big uh, art-centered uh, city, but not as big as Austin is. Mm-hmm. So we did have... I, I had pretty good sales at that one. The crowd was amazing, but... The, the market for artists uh, is more of photography and painting uh, sure. as to Austin it's more of whatever is cool weird and funky uh-huh yeah 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 it's definitely cool weird and funky here to say the least um, although one thing I've noticed is I'm from Northern California and Northern California out Austin's Austin but doesn't yet get how much Portland is so it's like more than Austin less than Portland I think Austin gets a huge bonus just because it's set against the backdrop of Texas and so there's a lot more contrast between Austin and the surrounding places but that said it's definitely uh, artsy and interesting um, and I think that's a cool thing about Austin that sets it apart why, why aren't you based in Austin? Is it just out of uh, where you were living before or or what? Uh, no, I just, it, it was the closest show that I could get to uh, without having to really like open up my wallet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I found a cheap hotel there. Uh, I had another friend uh, from Houston that was actually showcasing in that uh, Austin art show as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we carpooled together, saved a little bit of money, uh, saved some time. And uh, I've been to Austin. That was actually the second time I've ever been to Austin. Nice. Uh, I just, I wanted to get back there. I loved the area. I loved the scenery. Yeah, it's a cool place. There's a lot of good nature over here, too, which is one thing I love about it. Did you get to check out the city, or were you just there for the Yeah, we uh, walked around for a bit. Um, the first place we went, well, obviously, I had to check into my hotel. Yeah. Uh, after that, we dropped off all of our stuff, and we went to the Hope Gallery at the Graffiti Wall. Oh, yeah. I love um, 
I love the graffiti wall, Castle Hill. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Have you been to a paint that jam was, there yet? Yeah, that was just amazing. And uh, yeah. while we were there, I heard they were actually planning on tearing it down. Yep, yep. Well, they have a new one set up because it's it's a section of Austin. Austin puts a lot of its budget towards culture and creative stuff. Um, and actually, one of the really cool things, and this is one thing I'm going to be applying for next year. Austin um, gives artists who are in Austin for at least a year as residents a thousand dollars to up their skills. So if I want to go take, uh, say, bookbinding classes here at the Austin Book Arts Society, a book arts something. I don't think it's society, but the Austin Book Arts. I'm just gonna say society. Um, they they will fund me out of city dollars, a thousand dollars. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that's every year or just once for artists. It might just be once, but uh, I'm going to hit my year mark. Um, well, officially on a lease on uh, uh, April 1st, no fools. But um, I did get here in late January, so I might just apply late January. But I'll probably just wait because I, I have the lease that can prove it in, uh, in April. But that's one reason why you should come to Austin, man awesome yeah that's 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 cool um we actually had something in houston uh-huh. um i don't know if you know about the be somebody graffiti bridge no i haven't been to houston to be honest that? um i i was dating this woman who she and her sister were singers and uh her sister was coming to houston to go to a bar and sing and and um i was gonna go and then uh the last minute i decided not to and that was that was a big mistake i, I really wanted to go see her and i really wanted to go um see what houston's like but i have not been yet yeah okay so basically what it is is um at the very entrance of downtown houston there's this bridge uh-huh. and on the side of the bridge is graffiti be someone Ooh. And it's absolutely beautiful, like the the um, just it's 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 a, it's like speechless. Wow. It's, yeah. That sounds awesome. And so they actually someone went out there and covered it up with just gray paint. Oh man. And um, the Houston City Council actually like called out for the artist that did the first time nice. to go back out there and paint it again and they would pay them for it nice and so they did that and then they were like okay i guess graffiti is not bad <laughs> and so they actually got together and started paying graffiti artists to decorate all the electrical boxes oh, cool. uh, that you see like out of the road oh, that yeah, are they just do like that in a lot of cities there's some cool stuff in toronto yeah, like yeah. that and so I, I really like liked that, and I wish I was a graffiti artist because there's a little money to be made. In hey, that. you can always but learn sadly, a new skill. I, 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 it's on my bucket list. It's on my bucket yeah. list. I love how you have a bucket list of, of skill. You mean do you specifically have a bucket <laughs> list of things like crafts you want to learn? Yeah, I have a bucket list of skills. I have a bucket list of crafts. Nice. Uh, talent. All right, what, I what, have, what, like, what, on bucket. I'm really curious now. Lay them on me. Uh, so I've always wanted to. I found out about wood turning a few. Oh, uh, I just ago. started doing that. Okay, yeah, I'm listening. And uh, that's on my bucket list. Okay. Uh, eventually, I want to get my own lathe. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, I've always been interested in hand carving wood. Oh, okay. uh, I just fucking did that. Like, <laughs> yeah, crazy. not like not like just whittling or stuff like that, but like massive hand carvings. Uh huh. Um, and then chainsaw carvings. If you've ever heard of chainsaw oh, carving, I've heard of that. I want to see one of those in person. They sound intense. There's a there's actually a place uh, if you go to Galveston. Uh-huh. Uh they they have uh all these oak trees that um were still standing after the hurricane. Yeah. Uh through Galveston. Yeah. And uh they paid to go out there and carve up the trees. Uh-huh. And now they're like sacred trees and no one can cut them down or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah. So that's actually really cool. If you're ever in Galveston, there's uh, you can just check it out. It's like chainsaw carved trees, <laughs> and it'll give you a map. And there's like I think there's like 23 of them. Wow. And they're really really cool. That sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah. I'd definitely be down to see something like that. Um, I actually went to another craft fair yesterday. Was it? Yeah, it's Monday. Yesterday, called Renegade Craft, and it was it's called Renegade Craft Austin. They're, they're also another one that tours. Um, something about art fairs, craft fairs specifically, just it just lights a fire within me. I don't know what it is. Like I'm generally a very gregarious, friendly person, but when I'm in a craft fair, I'm like, I'm going to one booth, having a deep conversation, exchanging information, and then I go to another booth, and I'm like, oh, you're this is so cool, and it's just it's kind of like I've hit the jackpot of interesting, fascinating people. It's one thing that makes me very 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 passionate um and uh for listeners um i mean i know a lot of you are creative people in fact this is for creative free-spirited people uh the renaissance man podcast um and uh, i was i'm just you know just think about that one thing that just lights a fire within you that for me and on a consistent basis it's been crafts crafts have consistently uh lit something inside me that that like has never failed to to just you know really propel me forward it's kind of amazing so for you for you is that is that like wood burning or is that just one skill on the road to several other skills uh so wood burning was actually not the first skill that i uh like acquired sure um I first started uh, with tile etching. Ooh, okay. I would just I would just go and buy like bathroom tiles and use a uh, actually a metal etcher, and I would etch all these like patterns and stuff into all this tile, uh-huh. and then I'd uh, like paint the tile or I'd cut the tile in specific shapes. Yeah. Um, and then how I actually got started wood burning was I was on Facebook one day and I saw a video of one of the laser CNC burning machines Yep. and saw how much the machine was worth. And then I saw how much the guy was charging for the piece he just took off that table. And I was like, I could do that for way cheaper. Mm-hmm. And so the next day I went to Michael's, I got a cheap $20 wood burning tool. Yeah. I got a $5 piece of wood. I printed out a stencil from uh, my house uh-huh. and placed it on there. I started burning. I gave it to my sister for Christmas. Uh-huh. 
and she was like this is awesome you should do more of these <laughs> nice. and i did and so i only really started out doing them for christmas yeah and then the word got around from my mom uh telling my neighbors about it my neighbors seeing it my mom showing it off at work and people were like Man, i'd like something like that and nice. so i started building it and i bought a better tool and then i bought more wood and it just kept going and going and going <laughs> nice nice yeah that's that's how it starts sometimes um it's, it's really cool you seem to have a sense of entrepreneurship um as well as uh creativity i think that's a lot of the things that artists need you know you, you hear the trope of the starving artist and i've never liked the trope of the starving artist it's like you know what you you know sure like there's there's a lot of artists that don't make it but the thing is if you do it smart and if you know a little bit about business or at least have an have it you know run it at least somewhat like a business even if you do what you're passionate about and um, then um then you're, you're gonna find people that want it and when i go to craft shows i see people with like things that were really easy to make if you have the talent and the passion and I saw it for like 300 bucks and like one of those things would would uh you know would cover the fee of being there and if I sold like three then they have rent for the month if they sold like five they have rent and food and like some money to save and stuff and and play with and it's just like you know it's it's quite it, you just gotta you just gotta be in, in tune with the people around you um and not be like a total like oh I mean you could be a total like I'm gonna do what I want to do some people will like that but the thing is I think the key is to 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 mix art with entrepreneurship um is this is this sustainable for you like is it profitable is it your only only thing or do you do other stuff too I uh, know I current I currently have a full-time job mm-hmm. um and I feel like if I did more art shows and art markets and I made it my full-time deal mm-hmm. uh feel like i could profit off of it and live off of it mm-hmm. uh but at the moment it's kind of just a hobby yeah uh to make a little extra cash. uh but i do plan uh when i retire uh and i settle and live off my 401k and i still want extra money then i plan to make it my full well i mean there i could help you plan for that even right now if you want to do it sooner i mean if you want to do it in a few months, I, I could tell you, I could give you like a, a quick plan how to do that. It would also help all my listeners too. Is that something, like in an ideal world, would you be making money off of this full time? Uh, probably not just yet. I mean, I'm making, I'm making maybe a 10, 20% mark, uh, profit uh-huh. uh, off of what I do. Uh, but that's because I do... I, I people tell me my stuff is good people tell me my stuff is great but then I see like other people that have been doing it for years on years on years and I'm like ah, I'm not quite there yet oh well, you're never gonna be the, and, the best that's why you just gotta differentiate well, yourself or the only thing that you really need to differentiate yourself by is that they're in front of you at the craft fair and not somebody else and that's gonna be enough for them yeah. to buy from you because they're talking to you and that gives them a personal connection um but uh, just just for our listeners and also for you, one one way that you can do this, you can build yourself a runway and and devote all your time to this. And there's always going to be a risk. 
Um, I know in the intro to this podcast, as of now, because I change the intro sometimes depending on what I'm looking to um, attract and create for the podcast. But you know, if you if if your main value is stability, then this is not the podcast for you. So you're open to a bit of risk if you're listening. And so when it comes to how, if I were you, and I wanted to do that full time, I'm definitely a guy who doesn't settle um, for something I don't want. So if I wanted to do my craft full time, say bookbinding. Or just in general, any craft full time, um, I would build up a three-month expense runway of expenses. So I don't know, say like ten thousand bucks, depending. I don't know what your expenses are per month, but say save up ten thousand um, bucks. You know, scrimp and save, and every paycheck put some aside, and save up ten thousand bucks. And then when you have that ten thousand um, bucks, you know, just take a break from your job if you can, uh, so you can come back to it. Otherwise. Um, you know, make a business. If you can't, if you have to quit to do full time something else, then um, make a business plan that will definitely work. And of course, we'll need to tweak uh, to tweak it. But number wise, it could make you at least the same as your job um, in the same amount of time. And then you'll have three months of expenses to just go for it and just go all in. And that that is usually enough if you already have like a plan. Um, to build it up and make it work. Yeah, I feel like I, 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 I mean, I, I definitely plan to do that. Uh, I feel like the problem with it right now is only the amount of shows that I'm getting into. Because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of shows like Raw Artists, uh, you have to pay uh, this huge fee. I mm. feel it's a little, a little outrageous. Yeah. But at the same time, oh yeah, they're kind of making this a really big deal. Or you can sell a certain amount of tickets to people. Yeah. And with those kind of things, like you really got to find a certain person that likes a certain type of thing to sell tickets to. Yeah. And so right now, for me, it's only it's it's just finding places where I can set up and sell my stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a place in Austin where I was selling my stuff at the 23rd street artist market. And, um, you definitely, the thing with that market is it's mostly college people. So you got to have something that's priced at $5. But if you have something that's priced at $5, like maybe a little, little wooden button or something, then you could go ahead and expand that to something that's priced, um, a lot higher also on your table. And some people will buy it. I mean, heck my books were were priced at 50 bucks and I still got some sales from college people just walking by yeah yeah um, see and I knew that straight out of the gate like my first show I knew people weren't gonna buy my stuff right away uh, because my first my first first show I was like I'm gonna set my prices like super high uh-huh. and make money and all that stuff and then at the same time I was like uh, but what if they don't have money I need to do something that they can buy and so I just made these little tiny, like, wooden chip tokens mm-hmm. that had a little tiny, real easy outline on them. Yeah. Uh, and I sold them for a dollar. For how, how much? And then I also had keychains mm-hmm. that I did for $5. And they had okay. a little more a dollar, yeah. detail. Yeah, yeah. So, you, you know, you got a good business sense on you, which is why you're doing really well. Um but that would be a thing is if you wanted to dive deep into this. And the reason I say that is just because um, I, write, I do this podcast a lot because I find too many people 
live up out of a sense of obligation. And so I wanted to make a podcast for the people who um, who are passionate and creative and expressive and you know excited about life and and have have a desire or or an expressed desire to be um, free spirited. And so, um, in, you know, a job that you didn't choose is an obligation. And so I always like to think, well, if I had all the money just coming in from say investments or just like, you know, just coming into my account from wherever, um, would I be doing what I'm doing right now? And if the answer is no, I find another way as soon as possible to do what I'm doing and be sustainable. Um, while I create the, the ability to live off my, you know, live, live passively, have enough money coming in that I don't have to work for anything. Um, and that's a big part of it is, is just, just having the mindset to value passion and to value freedom and fulfillment. Um, and, and, and then also creativity. I, I know a lot of creative people, like there's a huge overlap between free spirit and creative people. They just kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, so if you have any, any advice, not necessarily just advice, but if you have any, um, any, uh, anything you want to share with people on the podcast, say words of encouragement or ways they can find things they enjoy or, or, um, you know, creative advice, uh, you know, go ahead. Uh, I mean, one thing that I learned, uh, growing up and expressing myself through art is you don't need to take classes to be an artist and you don't have to be liked by anybody else or in your stuff doesn't have to be liked by any else to be an artist mm-hmm. that's like that's like my golden rule of art basically is that I, I don't care if someone doesn't like my stuff mm-hmm. it's I like it mm-hmm. I did it yeah, you do it for you. That's kind of cool. I like that. I like that message. Um, cool. I'm going to send you a recording of this. And um, uh, go ahead and message me your number on Instagram because I'm going to call you after this. The moment I stop recording, uh, we're not able to talk to each other on this app. But uh, I'd like to chat with you a bit. Okay, call some. All right. Hey, thanks for listening to the episode. In the earlier episodes, I put all of these sponsored ads at the end. In the newer episodes, they're in the middle. So if you're listening to one where it's split, some of the content before and some of the content after, uh, stay tuned and your content will come right after these messages. Otherwise, thanks for listening and please listen further to help figure out how you can help the podcast grow. Number one way, subscribe. Wherever you are listening to this, hit the subscribe button either with your finger or the mouse, or if it's the future and everything is mind controlled, do so with your mind. That way I can attract better uh, sponsors and earn more money from the sponsors that I have so I can get better content and go to better conferences. I am right now about to go to CES. For each two hour conference or so, I tend to get about four interviews That means people that I contact that I actually record and that we continue 
to uh, publish an episode. I contact more, but in the end, I get about four. Now, this is going to be four days, and this four-day experience is going to probably net me at least 20 interviews. Now, when it comes to other ways to support the podcast, email list is one way to support. Go to the Renman Network. What you will get is exclusive content right to your inbox. You also get to stay on top of the developments of the Renaissance Man Network. And you get to stay accountable in your journey of becoming a Renaissance Man by being reminded of Renaissance Man values and challenges that I will put out to the email list. Another way you can help yourself, oh, let me just circle back. The way you sign up to the email list is therenmannet.work slash uh, nothing, actually. Therenmannet.work is T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T dot W-O-R-K. And either click on join the newsletter or a pop-up will come up and you can just put your information in there. Now, another way is to get a journal. That is a hand-bound journal. I bind the cover of the journal with leather or another cloth. You get to choose if I have other cloths available. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But either way, I have full leather, real leather covers available. Leonardo da Vinci had one of my hand-bound journals, one of the best Renaissance men out there. And the best way to cultivate self-awareness is to have a journaling habit. I did that for three years straight, missed only one day during those thousand plus days. I will share exercises where you read one. Sorry. I will share exercises where you need one. I wrote a script for myself and I can't really tell my own writing. I share exercises where you will need one. Need a journal and a journal also doubles as a sketchbook if you're looking to use it for artwork. You can get that at the store at the renmannet.org slash store. That's T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T dot w-o-r-k slash s-t-o-r-e and as of now they are fifty dollars there are some uh, if you become a patron you get a free coupon for that so um to to segue right into that if you want to support the podcast on a financial basis what you can do is become a patron it's at patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot c-o-m slash the renman network t-h-e-r-e-m sorry r-e-n M-A-N-N-E-T-W-O-R-K. And any anywhere from five to a hundred or more dollars a month. What that will do is that will allow me to do this for more of my time, I'll pay for my time. I will be able to buy better recording equipment and I will be able to go to better conferences like the one I'm going to next week. Now I thank you for listening to these uh, these sponsored messages by my uh, for my my projects and I encourage you to support this podcast in any way you can. Subscribe, uh, sign up to the newsletter, buy yourself a journal, do yourself a favor for your own development, and support the podcast. Allow me to create better content for you by going to our Patreon. Uh, Without further ado, here is our sponsor for this episode. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Just to remind you of some ways you can support the podcast. First of all, subscribe. Second of all, you can um, you can join the email list. That's at therenmannet.work, T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T dot W-O-R-K. Click on join the newsletter. 
You can also buy a journal that's on the shop at the Renman Network. So the renmannet.work slash shop, or sorry, slash store, S-T-O-R-E slash store. And also you can support the podcast on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash the Renman Network, T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T-W-O-R-K. Hope that you enjoy yourself and stay tuned for the next episode.